Welcome to the Adventure Game Club podcast. This episode, we are talking about Return to Monkey Island. This was our game for October. I'm your host, Michael, and with me today are Jeremy. Hello. And Ryan. Ahoy. That's a better greeting. I want to change mine. Okay. <laughs> Ahoy. There we go. Um, so Return to Monkey Island was a point and click adventure game by a terrible toy box released in September, announced back in April. So a really new game for us, um, for the club. Uh, yeah, I guess to kick this off, uh, what was everyone's monkey first Monkey Island experiences? I think for me, it was, I got one of the LucasArts archival pack, one of the collections that had one and two on a CD, and also the demo for Curse. I think that like the mid nineties, um and i loved it and have been a fan of the series since then um jeremy what about you so i think um I, I i never owned secret of monkey island but i had a friend who had it and just like playing it with him him i'm him kind of showing me the game basically uh, and just kind of playing through it uh together um and yeah obviously hugely hugely formative for me uh you know one of my Secret of Monkey Island, one of my top adventure games of all time. I did eventually, uh, I do own uh, Monkey Island 2, uh, which I, I have in, I still have the box and uh, I got it signed by Ron Gilbert and uh, and Dave Grossman at a PAX one year oh, wow. uh, when they were Very doing nice. something. They signed the box and the code wheel, which I think I'm especially <laughs> proud of the signed code wheel. Um, but yeah, I love this series. Um I actually dressed as Guybrush Threepwood for my wedding. Oh, um, so uh, oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> we've, we've got a bit of a history. Well, I I met my my wife online. She had on her profile. It was like, if you know who Guybrush Threepwood is, you should message me. I'm like, oh wow, wow. <laughs> so, very important series to you. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I I was pretty hyped uh, to put it mildly. Yeah. Well, Ryan, what about you? <laughs> Well, I guess I can't top that one. Um, but uh, this was actually uh, the Secret of Monkey Island was the game that I would say got me into gaming in the first place. Um, we had a, a used Tandy computer uh, that my dad had gotten from a coworker. You know, it was a few years old at that point, um, and that was one of the first games I ever remember playing on that Tandy. Um, went through and did. Uh, Second one after that, uh, third game was like a whole family affair. Like we couldn't play unless everyone was was home, and we would be trying to solve the puzzles together. So you know, it, it's it's been a big part of my family and and my history in gaming. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, all right. So I guess. Like the previous, most of the previous games, it's a point and click adventure. It's it's not really, it, it kind of follows the gameplay style of the previous games. I, I guess I would, you would say, like you could say it makes a minor, or maybe not so minor enhancements. 
Um, there's item highlighting. Uh, you can run. I'm trying to remember, it's got an in-game handbook. Uh, did I add anything else? I'm trying to remember what else. I mean, I think the big interface innovation is really just like when you mouse over things, it it kind of gives you two options of like what the verbs are, and like um, it really kind of ends up being this other dimension in which you can kind of add writing and add atmosphere like um in some places like a lot of places it's just open the door or whatever but like so mm-hmm. i you, i know ron gilbert has mentioned like what one at one point it clicked like oh this is what guybrush is thinking about this this you know particular thing in the world when you mouse over it um which is is really interesting um i think especially in like Stan's shipyard is, is one of these things where like with a regular adventure game interface, you really couldn't have built the same sort of experience. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah. Like you mentioned Stan's where it's like, has this kind of like bittersweet tone to it. And yeah. it reminds yeah, like me the verb, the verb is like wax nostalgic for, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost reminds me of like a twine game, almost like the way that yeah. it describes things when you mouse over them. It's really interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen any other game do something like that. Yeah, you could tell there was a lot of, you know, nostalgia in the game. You know, they weren't really making it for uh, new people. This was really there for those who kind of stuck around. Yeah, I, do you think that was like too much nostalgia? I, like, I know that's kind of been a divisive thing with the game where maybe some people thought it leaned too much on that, but I don't know. How did people, how did you all think about that? Like, I felt like at the beginning, maybe it was the reference early stuff a lot, but kind of moved on a little bit. I mean, there was, there was a, a decent amount of that, but you know, it, it didn't seem too out of place because it, it's not like he was, you know, wanting to be a pirate this time around. He's been there before. He you know, probably hasn't been there for a little bit of time. So, he, he, you know, he's he's feeling nostalgic himself, so um, it made sense in the game to do such a thing instead of you know going the full on, you know, I don't remember anything, kind of route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much like a continuation of a story that you know he kind of dropped. How I don't even know how many years ago, thirty years ago or something, um, where you know it really just feels like it's kind of picking up. But like a long time later, like and and kind of looking back, um, and and looking at things within a new perspective. Um, so like I don't know. To me, it was it was completely fine. Um, but and I think you know they tried to make it so newcomers would still get get something out of it. Um, but yeah, it was this is a game that's very heavily. Um, you know, the design, the story from the ground up is is really, you know, the designers, Ron Gilbert, Dave Grossman, looking back at what they, they'd done and kind of, um, I, I don't know, reevaluating or, or, or thinking at it in, 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 a, in a new way. Um, you know, examining your legacies, I think, is a major, major theme. Yeah. So... I guess if you haven't played it yet, it's the from a very high level. The plot's just about 
Guybrush wanting to find the secret of Monkey Island. And it's got kind of this wrapper where he's like at the beginning and throughout parts of the game, he's talking to his son and telling this events of the game. Um, boy brush. Boy brush, yes. Boy brush. And I thought that was an interesting way to do that because we, it feels like, I don't know, it's like a part of Guybrush that we haven't really seen before. Um, I mean, so in the, not the flashback part, uh, the mo- most of the game, but like in uh, the parts where he's talking to his son, it's kind of like, a calmer guy brush, I guess, or I felt so anyway, um, compared to like, you kind of do get a return of like guy rush being a jerk and <laughs> in other parts, yep. um, which is kind of, I feel like that's definitely his ad, a part of his personality in the first two games. I feel like it kind of fades away in the later ones. Maybe not. I think it comes back a little in Tales. I can't really remember, but I felt like in three and four, they kind of dropped that. Yeah, they file its edges off a little bit. Yeah. On, I, I, I remember seeing some some video arguing like in, in Monkey Island 1, he's kind of a wide-eyed innocent, and then Monkey Island 2, he's a, he's a total asshole. Yeah. But like... In Monkey Island One, I replayed it and I, I was kind of pe- keeping my eyes open. I was like, you know, it's it's not he's not a. I mean, he's definitely like a younger kind of personality, uh, but he's still a little shit, right? Like yeah. he'll just walk into you know walk into some Meat Hook's house and start you know calling him Chrome Dome or whatever, right? Like, I mean, I think the thing that really helped that though is uh, you know the first two games you know prior to the special editions uh, didn't have voice acting and uh, Dominic Armado definitely kind of brings a um you know a very uh a nice version of guybrush out you know you can't really think of him as a jerk as you know with that voice yeah i think so like um you know he's 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 just he's just a guy you know he's just, <laughs> he's just having a good time right like um and i think that kind of comes out in this game where he I, the game is very clear that it, he is being a jerk, but I don't like, it felt like as we're heading that he doesn't realize it. And uh, I don't know if it's something to get to in the spoiler zone, but like the way that it, eh, it, I don't know the resolution of that, I don't know about, but, <laughs> um, but it's definitely aware. Um, do you mean like how he uh, destroys an entire forest? Yes, just to get an inventory item. Yeah, a tiny little item, which is funny, but um, yeah. it is a, definitely a return to that style of guy brush. <laughs> the, the kind of single-mindedness. Yeah. Um, which he definitely also has in, in Monkey Island too. Yeah. I think I think in Secret Monkey Island, you know, he, he's a lot more distractible. Yeah, I think so. And like, two, well, two, he's definitely a lot worse. Like he's stealing the monocle from, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, just doing frames someone. And yeah, there's a lot of awful yeah. things he does in that game. <laughs> Most people who encounter Guy Rush are worse off for it in Monkey Island too. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it kind of returns to a lot of things picked up or 
that were set up in the first two games that weren't, you know, kind of they tried to avoid in three in later games because they didn't know what to do about like the ending of Monkey Island 2, which was <laughs> interesting. They addressed that right away in this one, kind of. Uh, in a way, I I liked it, but I know I can I get why maybe some people wouldn't be satisfied, but I don't think even Ron had a plan for that. I I have so many feelings about this game's relationship to the ending of Monkey Island Two. Oh, <laughs> um, but but I was I I really loved the intro to this game and the way that it 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 kind of recontextualizes Monkey Two. Um, I was, you know, like just the, I, the first time I sat down at the game, I only played it for like five, 10 minutes or something like that. And just like, you know, didn't have time, but I just wanted to do something. Um, and was just like, yeah, really blown away. Um, and I think maybe reading a little more into it than they intended, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Like. You know, throughout the entire game, and especially in that beginning part, I, I you know, because I've been part of this series for so long, like, I'm going to expend every dialogue option before I even move to another spot. Mm. I want to experience every bit of writing that they did for this. Did you play with writer's cut on from the start? Or? I haven't done it. No, I yet, still haven't actually. yet either. So I have to come go back and do yeah, that. Me too. It sounded fun though. Like it sounded like they actually like it's a lot of stuff that they just took out for basic reasons. Mm-hmm. But so, but it'll be fun to replay this. Did we want to talk about the puzzles then? Like I know I felt like it was the right level of difficulty. I'm not. I don't know, but I, I can see. Like I, I felt I had... like I heard a few people say that it was too easy, even on the harder mode. Yeah, I, I played it on the challenge mode or whatever they called it, um, and I, I I I think I maybe used the hints once, uh, and you know it just I, I don't want to necessarily say that the puzzles were were necessarily easy, but it's the fact that I've already under understand from those years of experience the you know strange logic of you know ron gilbert and uh and uh dave grossman so you know i kind of knew what kind of mindset to go into and it made the puzzles a little bit easier for me as as a result yeah i had similar experience played on hard mode i think used the hints twice um but i don't i i had this weird experience with thimbleweed park actually where like I felt like that game was just exquisitely tuned exactly for my brain, where like the puzzles never felt like easy, you know, or like trivial, but they they had enough, but like there was enough of them kind of going on at the same time that I could, you know, I would I would solve one and the other one would kind of be like in the back of my head a little bit, and then I would, oh, here, just do that. Um, you know, and I would have these kind of moments where I'd figure something out and it would feel satisfying, like over and over and over playing that game. Um, so I had like really kind of inflated expectations for Return to Monkey Island's puzzles. I think I didn't quite have the same experience, but I think that's maybe more of a structural issue than any kind of difference 
in the difficulty of the puzzles where like thimbleweed park is like you have i don't know four or five characters or whatever that all have kind of different things you have all kinds of puzzles on the go at the same time so you have that ability to background whereas return to monkey island is so much more linear where like if you get stuck on something and that's kind of your gating thing then you know you just kind of you're always kind of looking at everything head on um but i think overall um the the puzzles were fine um there weren't a ton of them that stood out as like really kind of delightful or or terrible mm -hmm. um they were just kind of the vessel to to you know keep you keep you playing along I'd say the only one I really kind of, uh, you know, would be a knock is how how often you had to use the knife. Like, it seemed like, um, you know, a lot of these earlier ones, you'd use the item maybe once or twice and then it would disappear from your inventory, you know, mm -hmm. it would break or whatever. I, I swear we used that knife like seven times. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also things that made it, the game easier from a mechanical perspective, like item highlighting and being able to run around so fast where, um, I feel like one thing that the, those are often two things that hold me up a lot in adventure games is just one, not being able to find something because I didn't pixel hunt enough or whatever. And then also just backtracking, becoming tedious. So it was really nice for me to just, you can like move really fast in this game. Um, yeah, that was nice. Like, especially like with all the island hopping you do compared. And then like, even though like Monkey Island 2 does a lot of island hopping, um, you can't move around as fast. So it's like, if you want to check something on another island, it's a little tedious. Where this one, like, you can jump to a new spot really fast. Yeah, once you kind of have an idea, it's it's pretty quick to go and try it out. I know a lot of one thing that I saw a lot of other people talking about was also the art, which uh, I don't know if it was actually that divisive. I, I think it was just a segment of the community was maybe very vocal about not. A, so yeah, they were either expecting closer to secret or even curse, I feel. And the fact that, you know, it had this kind of very unique, um, almost like that, uh, what was that trick-or-treating uh, one that Double Fine put out? Oh, Costume Quest? Yeah, it had a bit of a Costume Quest look to it. Yeah, I think uh, the art director was, worked on Nights and Bikes, which is a Double Fine. Double Fine. Produced. Yeah. yeah, or they like at least produced it, I think. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, w I was fine. I, you know, it looked good to me. Um, yeah, I, and I mean, yeah, like Ron Gilbert already made his pixel art game. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. It's, it's a damned if you do damned if you don't situation. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Thimbleweed Park, you've got that if you want to have that maniac mansion look, but you know, you know people didn't know what to expect and i think anything they done would have uh pissed somebody off yeah. i mean i mean i do think that the the monkey island special edition looks really bad the new art there oh yeah um, but um this was not that um 
No. Yeah, this was just a different style, and, you know, it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, too. Well, it looks really good. Like, I think it's something that looked a lot better in motion. I think that helps, mm-hmm. like, once people start moving around. And, like, there's some really good stuff with, like, close-ups on characters that I enjoyed watching during cutscenes. Mm. Um, well, it's interesting to be that because every Monkey Island game kind of has a different style. Mm-hmm. Like, even 1 and 2 kind of do. Or like one yeah, has sure. two different well, like one has EGA and VGA. So it has two different styles there, but also like two does more of a scanned backgrounds thing. Um Yeah. But like I said, I don't think this was like the people that were like getting really angry about it. Uh you know, I get it if it's like it's just not for some people, but I think the people that were being really vocal about it and whatever. I don't know, Ron's blog. So it sounds like as if where there was that is I think that was just that seemed like that was like a smaller portion of the community anyway. Um but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we really want to talk about is just like we kinda of have to wait until we get to the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um I will say but, about Ron's blog, um that I've been I've been reading it for many 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 years, and he absolutely got me with his April. Like I specifically went to his blog on April first because I knew every year he would have this comforting little post about how he doesn't do April Fools. Um, yeah. Because like for well over a decade, mm-hmm. and so and that's that's when he posted. Oh yeah, I, I this year. Uh, for change of pace, I'm I'm making a new Monkey Island game, and I was like for days, um, absolutely like emailing back and forth with a friend, and like he he can't mean that right, like that's not <laughs> like it's one of these like horrible like he's he's been talking about it so long, it's never going to happen, you know, like. Um, but yeah, but didn't also, he, didn't he say something like that? Uh, if it ever happened, it would have been an April Fool's joke. Yeah, which I completely forgot about. But like after it kind of came out and the tweet got unearthed or whatever. Um, but I was like, no, there'd be something else, right? There'd be some other announcement or something like. But he doesn't. He, he hates April Fools. Like, why would you do this? You're tearing me apart. Um. So he he absolutely got me. So you like. You did think about it though, like you weren't oh, just yeah. like, "Oh, it's an April Fool's joke." You you were actually like suspicious about it, and oh yeah, yeah. and like I was I was talking to my to a friend uh, over email, and he he was convinced like, "No, this this is this means New Monkey Island, like this is happening," <laughs> and I'm like, "But like, he's probably just fucking with us." It's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was trying to remember how I felt about like because I know I saw it linked to it and it's like uh, he's probably joking, but like with like a little question mark at the end where I was like, yeah, I exactly. wasn't completely. It's like, uh, but then it got announced officially like two, three days later or something like that. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think April first was on like a Friday or or a Saturday or something like that, and then they announced it on Monday, something okay. like that. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that I was a my long weekend. The first time that that announcement happened. So 
Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, because he's talked before in his blog about, like, I think I wonder if part of that, like, initial, like, the art style backlash or whatever was, like, because he's posted before about, like, what a Monkey Island 3 and his head would be like if he were to make one, what that would be like. Um, but it was like a post from like ten years ago, and he changed. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, someone's going to change their mind over ten years. And also, I think he got a lot of that stuff out of his system with Thimbleweed Park, mm-hmm. because I, I think a lot of the stuff he was like posting about was like he mentioned things like pixel art and like making a difficult game. Um. I can't remember what else. I think like ignoring everything after two, which he did not do with this game. Um, it was like a bolted list, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about. Yeah, I think age has definitely mellowed him out. He's still a grumpy gamer, but yeah, <laughs> it's mellow. It's mal- definitely mellowed him out. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I feel like because you mentioned him mellowing out. Like I, two does feel like a much meaner game, like tonally compared to this. Like this one felt very nice. Like I know there's like some twists and stuff in there, but like it seems like a much kinder game to me than two did. Yeah, I think the game is nicer too to all the characters than Guybrush. <laughs> Especially like in two. Like two Guybrush screws you and then you stay screwed. Whereas mm. uh he kind of gets bailed out in for a lot of the stuff that kind of unwittingly in unleashes on people in return. Yeah. Okay. And then... so yeah. uh and then I think the sound and music was good too. It was just they brought back some of the composers from the Lucas Hearts days. I think like Peter McConnell and Michael Land. Um Yeah, they brought back a lot of the veterans for this game. I mean I I mean I understand why, but you know, it was a little bit sad not seeing uh, Tim Schafer involved. Yeah, that would have been nice. I I guess I just assume he was just busy running a studio. Probably. But um yeah, like almost all the voice actors unless they retired um like with the chalk. But yeah, it seemed like for the most part like it, the reception was really good. Like it, critically it did well. For the most part, and I think it sold very well. I don't really have the numbers for that though, but it seemed like it was. I'm sure it was like the best-selling adventure. Well, uh, I guess it depends on what your definition of an adventure game is, but um, <laughs> it's one. Of, That's a whole can of worms. <laughs> it's one of the better-selling ones this year, at least. I guess maybe there's maybe exception. Like I don't know what Immortality did, but. For this type of game, it was a big release and it seemed like it did very well. Um, and I think Ron has said he would like to do more. 
Um, he, I, I'd be all for it if he did. I know he's. I was trying to remember, like he's hinted with David Fox about like doing a maniac mansion thing as well. But like he's posting on Mastodon about doing some kind of roguelike game. Didn't he? Well, no, that wasn't a roguelike. I was going to say Death Spank, but I think that was more of a uh, action RPG. Yeah. Hmm. Diablo-like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've uh, tried most of the other games that Ron Gilbert has put out, and I have bounced off everything that's not an adventure game. Oh, really? What, so, what else yeah. has he made? He's made some puzzle, or like, has he done like casual games or something? Uh, the cave. I don't oh, know the cave. Oh, the casual. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a weird story platformer, yeah, adventure element thing. Yep, and there was the two Death Spank games. Um, I think. I mean, of course, all the humongous games, kids ones. Those have still held up. Like, yeah, oh, I've gone yeah, back with those yeah. with my kids, and it's been very nice. Um, I thought he did some like mobile games, but I I don't actually know the names of them. Yeah, so, Scurvy Scalawags is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, really? And that's the one you bounced off yeah. that one. Well, no, oh. I don't think I even played that. Oh, one, okay. but it's like a casual, like match three, okay, kind of thing that he worked on. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's got his his movie games list is long. Oh, okay. Total Annihilation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, RTS because yeah, he st- well, he did so. Because he did he start was, Cape Dog? Do you remember? Uh, like, do you know what the story with? total annihilation is uh yeah I, f- I feel like he was yeah he was founded cave dog was founded by ron gilbert and shelly day as a label and sister company to humongous entertainment to work on okay. more mature titles which was just total annihilation apparently oh okay <laughs> and then of course dave uh, grossman went over to telltale he like he was one of the first of telltale and thankfully got out of it before things went to crap yeah and then I think he was doing um, like these audio games for a while. Uh, oh. Like choose your own adventure kind of stuff for like the, you know, surveillance devices and oh. houses that, you know, the Alexas <laughs> and such. Okay. Oh, wonder. Okay. Yeah, because he's had like a really busy career as well doing all kinds of stuff. I feel like we I keep bringing up Fran Gilbert, but Dave Grossman co-wrote the thing. Um, yep. And Ron very actively tries to give him credit as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's focusing on him. I know. It's, I'm not helping, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, li- I like David Fox, who's done a lot of adventure games. Like he did like Zach McCracken. It's like, he's an early Lucasfilm games person. He was a programmer on this. He wasn't like a designer, but he was like the programmer on this and uh, Thimbleweed Park. So it's kind of like all these people that have known each other for a long time working on new adventure games. It's kind of fun. This- yeah, and they definitely seem to have a a better attitude about it, too. I, I felt like they weren't claiming, you know, this is the return of adventure games. Oh, no, they're, they're very, they seem very much aware that they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I I know there's been at least uh, one or two 
other people they have kind of had that attitude when they come back to do a new adventure game and it's always kind of disappointing to see and frustrating because you also have like Dave Gilbert from Wajid Eye Games who have been who's been doing this like for the last what 10 15 years as his oh, his yeah. day job what was it the, the Shiva yeah. was like 2004 yeah so it's, it's they've been here you know people may make a living from it um I think the Maniac Mansion thing that Ron and David were talking about like on Twitter before that collapse was doing like a remake but like but they would like redo half the puzzles of the first game which is that's an interesting thing I don't know and like someone from Lucasfilm hmm. Games like a producer who's there now is teased a new Maniac Mansion thing as well so I don't know if Ron is working on two things at once or like they're doing a taking a break from adventure games i don't know yeah i never thought that series had a as big of a imp well i mean obviously it's had a historical impact but you know as big of an impact as the uh, monkey island games yeah it had its own tv show <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's, it's three seasons which is so weird to me that so i still need to watch that i i remember trying to watch it when it was out as a kid because you know, it was had YTV or whatever, Canadian television. Yeah. And just being like, what is this? <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Did at you that, know what? That... Oh, sorry. Go sorry. ahead. Yeah. No, at that point, I definitely knew like I had played Maniac Mansion. And I was okay. like, what? A game TV show based on, you know, adventure <laughs> games. Like, yes, I'm all in on this. <laughs> I, I keep think like considering watching it because in theory i think i could like it because it's got like sctv people involved it's like a mini reunion to some extent i think like eugene levy produced it joe yeah, flaherty joe flaherty stars in- <laughs> uh but i heard it's not actually anything great it's so weird it's like this you know kind of i mean i've been many many decades uh, but like I remember it as being like kind of this I do I don't remember it being funny like I think if it was like SCTV but Maniac Mansion themed like I would have been a thousand percent on board but like it was just I did not understand what was happening and that it was not very funny and like the characters were kind of wrong and like I don't know it's got a weird theme song it did not click you- with me have you gone back and heard the theme song? I don't think so, no. Okay. It it just felt it felt like one of these generic, you know, quote unquote funny kids shows, you know, that okay. like aren't actually very funny. Um, I don't know. That's what it felt like to me at the time. It got three seasons though, which is the weird part of it to me, where it's like so it's like in one of the longest running video game shows. Or shows based off a of video game. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Oh, that's got nothing to do with Monkey Island. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but That's my fault. No, well, I, I will always talk about this Maniac, Maniac Mansion show if I ever get the chance. So, um, yes, I think that's... Anyway, okay, I can't keep talking about it. Anyway, so, because... But Maniac Mansion, so the games are weird. Like, because there's only two of them. 
And Day of the Tentacle is radically different from that first yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Wildly different. So I don't even know if, like, I get, like, if you did a remake of the first one, it'd probably look kind of similar because they did Thimbleweed Park. And I can see, like, just, you know, fixing up some of the puzzles that maybe don't work as well or whatever. I don't know what a third game would ever look like. This is, I don't know what you'd have to go like with some completely different, you know, genre, I think. Right. Cause like the first, yeah. original Maniac Mansion is like B movie is trying to be where they're at. And then day of the tentacle is like, okay, but what if this was just, you know, a Chuck Jones cartoon. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it would have to be a Maniac Mansion three. If you wanted to like continue the trend would have to be something completely out of left field. Just yeah. like, I don't know prestige tv sci-fi adventure and <laughs> you know just completely straight face the meteor is disrupting our communications uh I don't so know. is there anything we wanted to say about monkey island <laughs> monkey island <laughs> what's that uh <laughs> so uh, i guess yeah sorry what were you gonna say uh, no nothing. okay uh, uh, i guess before we jump to the spoiler section, would you recommend it then? Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I actually I had a weird experience where like I was so incredibly hyped for it that when I played through it, I like had a difficult time separating through my excitement about playing it from the actual experience of playing it. But like on reflection, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's. I think it's fun. I think it's got lots of interesting ideas. Uh, it's funny. Um, lots of kind of really delightful bits in it um, that I won't spoil before the spoiler fence. Um, yeah, I, I I had a really good time. Yeah, I would recommend it as well. It was very, uh, you know, clean representation of, of the point and click genre. You know, they got, they, you know, shaved all the warts from all the, you know, years of uh, trial and error. And, you know, there was you no know, nothing offensively wrong with it. I'd say it's a good starting game if if you haven't played any of them before. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so you think, like, anyone could jump to this one? Like, they shouldn't... I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, they're still going to not necessarily get some of the, the back references, but, you know, I, I could see someone who's never playing an adventure game would be able to get enjoyment out. Okay. Yeah. I'd recommend it too. Um, I'm really interested to see what other adventure games pick up from this. Like the mechanics, like I like I, I would love to see more games do what it did with like item descriptions and stuff. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh so I guess uh Let's see. So right now we're in the club. We're playing this episode is coming out a little later, but right now we're playing Colossal Cave Adventure, which is one of the very first adventure games, depending on your definition. I think some people argue that there's one or two that came before, but it's essentially like it's at the beginning of the adventure game timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to check it out uh, in, you know, 
you ask for hints or discuss it with other people, come join our Discord. We'll have a link in the show notes. Um, and I guess where can people find you? Like Jeremy, where can people follow you? Um, so I am definitely off Twitter. Uh, but uh, you can find me on the Fediverse at uh, spindlyq at gamemaking.social. Um, or, you know, I'm definitely around the Adventure Game Club Discord all the time. Okay. Yeah. And then, Ryan, where can people find your, you? Uh, I am also on the Fediverse. I'm a derivative at digipress.club. Um, I'm also, you know, I stream obscure and alt games over on my twitch channel that's twitch.tv slash derivative okay yeah and then i'll make sure to link to all of this in the show notes because i can't i love Mastodon, but it's, it's a little clunky to remember this stuff but yeah i'm michael clamaris at dos game club dos game club uh the adventure game club is i don't know what i'm doing with that twitter account but uh it's also on co-host and mastodon uh but we'll i'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes and then um yeah all right we'll see you on the other side of the spoiler fence Uh, so this is the spoiler section. So if you haven't played it before, uh, don't listen because unless you really, I don't know, don't want to play this for some reason, even though we just said it's good. Um, all right. So yeah, I guess what are the things that people wanted to talk about? Like, I think the big divisive thing in here was the ending. I mean, we could start with the ending. Sure. Okay. Um, or we can lead up to it. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I, um, yeah okay let's talk well yeah we kind of talked about the elephant in the room yeah all right let's just get it yeah. out of the way okay so i liked it but i also kind of get like there's like my like some i guess criticisms i have of it but overall i liked it and like i think the don't there's like a note that you can read after and i think that kind of helped with my feelings about it but I, i'm so curious what other people felt about that ending Uh, well, I feel like the um, the ending did not change from what he had written, you know, back in the early 90s, because that ending is very early 90s. Uh, it's ex- the, uh, I mean, it's extremely Ron Gilbert. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and I think that's what kind of annoyed some people is just that it's a Ron Gilbert ending yeah like it's, it's the yeah. same ending he he gave thimbleweed park it's the same ending he gave monkey island too um you know more or less right like um i guess but it seems like a nicer version of it than like monkey island 2 where it's just that feels like a twist ending and this is just like basically saying it doesn't matter too much even though he yeah not now i'm kind of realizing so so um I was uh, I was I was doing the whole game journalism thing back when uh, Death Spank came out. So I was at PAX at that year, 
uh, actually got to interview um, Dominic Armato and uh, Dave Grossman at the time. Um, and they signed my poster for uh, Tales of Monkey Island. Oh, wow. And I'm realizing without them really re- uh, noting, they kind of spoiled it on the what what they wrote on the poster. <laughs> it said, believe it or not, the secret of Monkey Island uh, is love. <laughs> Well, I think that's like, that's another thing is we're kind of jumping around a little, but like, like he's also like kind of come out and said like what the secret of monkey. Island. He he was doing a stream with Laura Cress, who's a journalist and writer. And he was just like hanging out on her stream and just talking about how like, he's like, yeah, it was just the secret that's built on a theme park, abandoned theme park. And it's like, or whatever. It's just like. Like very casually, and yeah, I think like it, I watched that too, and it sounded like he like like that was their very much their intention with the ending was like okay, well they, we have to reveal the secret of Monkey Island, and this is the you know this is what it is, but they still kind of did it in a way that was like still kind of ambiguous in some yeah. ways. Yeah, I think so, um, but but I think like it, I think that's why they're like there's a lot of so, emphasizing that like it's not really that important. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because if you've like found it, like if it was just like, oh, it's the theme park thing, then people would just be like, oh, that's it. I think, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good way you can like say what the secret is without like. I don't well, I mean, know. Boy Brush kind of goes to that mindset as well. Uh, yeah. And I guess uh, in that sense, and I found out this uh, uh, after I've played it was there's in a way multiple endings. Yeah. Depending on what you say to Boy Brush, uh, what did what did you all choose? I can't um, remember. I can't I remember. Even, I like remember I got the ending with the banana on a rock. Yeah, I did too. Was it like saying that? Like, I can't remember. Like that doesn't really matter. Like is the oh, the okay. choice? I can't remember. Like. No, I had to go with the classic joke, the uh, the friends you made along the way. Yeah. So I got a different ending than the two of you. Well, I think all it changes is like what comes after the credits. Yeah, it's it's, it's the after credits like uh, image. But you can do yeah. other endings. Like uh, I didn't find that out until a bit later. That it's, like you can walk away and like do a bunch of different things. You get actual like different endings. Yeah, you can use Stan's keys to unlock the door you came into the theme park with and just like say, nope, I reject this being a theme park. I'm going to be a swashbuckling pirate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our ending is there isn't any one answer to what the secret is. Gets you the banana on the rock. Oh, is that it? Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's that's what we picked. And I think that's what kind of caused... I'm not confusing, because I don't think the game... I don't think... Like, I know I just said, like, Ron's answer to the secret is that it's a theme park, but I don't think the game is, like... I don't know, maybe it is specifically coming out and saying that it is... That's the secret, but... Because the game gives I mean, you so many options, that it's just, like... Yeah, I think they very much, you know, very and very intentionally leave it ambiguous enough that you can kind of draw your own conclusions or or whatever while also kind of saying like this this isn't the point right <laughs> right the point is not whether uh you know the monkey island is actually a theme park and you're actually a kid that was just you know 
an idea that we had that kind of helped us put this thing together. Um, you know, the point is just in the, in the stories and you can tell a story a million different ways and, and, you know, not everything needs to line up perfectly or have be resolved or it's, it's the, the, the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. I guess I should have clicked that one. <laughs> um, but I think like, I think also the story thing's funny because I think that's, I don't think this, this is not why he did it, but also it does allow him to remove things like Herman Tuthrat is Elaine's father. Like he specifically said on Twitter that he, he said that it's like, no, he's just a, an old guy now. He's just some old, weird old guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think the game was ever like, I, I, think i saw like one ending explanation that mentioned this but like i don't think the game was trying to say like none of those adventures never happened it's just some details get fudged along the way yeah they very easily could have done the whole it was a gas leak kind of thing the other games but you know they took they took elements from it i mean you had murray the talking skull oh yeah right well and there's i think there's a reference at least one that tales and um there's i mean but i meant like even like the first and second game like i don't think that but i don't think like the game uh, return was saying that like everything was just stories guybrush made up or anything like they mentioned going on another adventure and stuff at the very very end so like i had interpreted the beginning of this game uh initially when i first played it to be to mean like basically like we were kind of kids making things up as we went along when we hit you know monkey island 2 um and like um and it was and i just i thought that like recontextually you know how are you ever going to continue from you know monkey island 2's ending where your kids in a theme park and like i thought it was just this very lovely way of of saying like um you know, we were just, you know, it's the details aren't too important. You know, we were, we were, we were just dumb kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, and then, and then kind of, I don't know. I, I felt like that interpretation was muddied a little bit by them, like by the actual ending being another monkey Island two ending. It's like, no, wait, no, wait. Oh. Ron Gilbert just really likes to do that. Um, it's I think not it's- him writing himself into a corner. It's a little of both, I think. Yeah, it's for sure. like, where it's like the t- details aren't super important, but also, yes, he did it again. Uh, <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Um, I still liked it. I don't know. I th- I think I'm also like, eh, it's just maybe it's just like a parent being a parent softened me about that. Somewhere it's like, <laughs> oh, he's got a little kid now. He's happy. Because it seems like a much happier guy rush that's like content with just like, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say my only gripe regarding it was that we didn't get a a final confrontation with LeChuck. I guess I didn't, I didn't I think, mind I think, that. I think Guybrush's relationship with LeChuck in this game is really interesting. Um, because LeChuck is really explored as as a character with more than one dimension i think for the first mm-hmm. I, I guess not for the first time he's he's played I, he gets weird in tales um they try and do something with him 
but like his his bloodthirsty pirate and like there you know there's very much a duality um where like you know lechuk's just another pirate right like you're you're a pirate right your guy brush is a pirate what makes you different from lechuk you're mm-hmm. you're you know doing the pillaging or whatever sinking ships stealing treasure what makes him so scary just because he's a you know a, a ghost or whatever yeah um well, people are you know, scared of him evil and you good. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, um, and, and yeah, return really kind of humanizes LeChuck in ways that are new, especially from the first two games, um, where you like you, you're on his ship and you're seeing how he runs his ship and how he interacts with the other pirates and, you know, how they, they respect him and they have, you know, reasons for being there. Um, unlike, say, Secret of Monkey Island, where he just slaughters them all and, and imprisons them, enslaves them, basically. You know, this is definitely not that anymore. Um, yeah, I thought but, that was interesting because they're like, like everyone is scared of him in like the first game or two. Um, yeah. And like in this one, like everyone's kind of moved on. I don't know if Guybrush ever got any respect, but everyone's definitely moved on from LeChuck and they're just kind of not worried about him at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if people actually care about LeChuck in Monkey Island 2. <laughs> um, I was trying to remember because they, I know they're kind of tired of hearing about him at that point already, even. That's true. Well, because it's he's just but kind of Largo and Guybrush have kind of a feud. Yeah, yeah, people hate Largo, but they don't really know that he's involved with LeChuck. That's true. Necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is just kind of the first game. Okay. Um, I guess another thing that, like, I guess, like, maybe I one thing I wish was a little different was they, you know, they bring up that Guybrush is kind of a jerk. Uh I feel like it never gets resolved or any like they don't really like they just bring it up a few times like Elaine is kind of yeah. like following him around but I don't think there's ever like any kind of resolution to that storyline I kind of wish there was a little more to that yeah I agree I think I have like a couple of thousand words written down uh, about this ending, which I never went back and edited and published. Um, but like, I think it would do well to be a little bit more explicit about that resolution. I have this kind of vague fan head cannon um, that like, um, you know, the sudden, the kind of abrupt change where he goes, you know, I'm on the quest for the secret. And then all of a sudden he's in a theme park and the secret is a t-shirt um, is like kind of his illusions crashing down and like him kind of coming to this realization about, you know, this is, this really wasn't what was important. You know, it's, it's uh-huh. the showdown is between him and the secret um, versus like him and LeChuck. Um, and so I think, but that's like, there's not a lot in the text to support that necessarily um, of the ending. It's very, very open. Yeah. Um, but it definitely like they, they kind of hang the lampshade on, you know, there's there's the whole, you know, Guybrush and Elaine running through the, the forest together or whatever. And Elaine is listing off. Here's all the 
you know, hell you've put everyone through. Um, and Guybrush just kind of, kind of jokingly brushing it all off. Um, but like, she's like, well, I hope it's, I hope it's really as important as you think it is. And then it's a t-shirt. So yeah, that's that's not, you know, you kind of have to put the pieces together yourself, but yeah, that's true. I guess that's a good way of thinking. Yeah. I think that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I, and I got the the feeling that, uh, you know, LeChuck didn't really care about getting the secret. He just wanted to get it before he wanted to <laughs> thwart Guybrush. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's how I read it, too. Yeah, they're just kind of yeah, they I both have an unhealthy point of like wanting to kill him, but he just wants to like they, rub it in his face. They, they both want to show each other up and like yeah. nobody else really cares about who what they're talking about what they're what they're fighting over isn't really important they're just you know this is what they've always done mm-hmm. yeah even lechuck's crew is over it by this point yeah, yeah. what a good game all right <laughs> but yeah i i definitely will say like the fact that i thought about you did the when i played through the ending i was like ah oh, really again but then like a week later, I wrote down about, you know, several thousand words about the ending. And I'm like, OK, it actually did get me thinking and like trying out different interpretations of things and like sticking in my head. So you, good job, Ron Gilbert. You did it. You made a weirdly ambiguous ending and it worked. Did the thing you wanted. I'm mad about it a little, but it's fine. <laughs> I think the letter that Dave Grossman wrote helps with my feelings about it just because it gives more context for why these games are like they are the what i'm talking i'm talking about like in the scrapbook Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. read that but oh yeah i went through the scrapbook afterwards okay and like once you beat it it yeah there's like a little letter at the end by dave grossman explaining like the game the series kind of represents or like their personalities went into these games and how they've grown over time and changed. I thought it was really nice to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he wrote it before they actually like, like the fir- one of the first things they did mm-hmm. working on the game, like before it was really in production. Um, and they just kind of figured out a way to hide, to put it in, but. Yeah, it's very much, you know, a reflection of, of their lives and what they're going through at the time and, um, you know, how they're, they're complicated feelings about all this stuff. It's, it's makes sense that it doesn't all resolve neatly. Yeah. I think like Dave Grossman was talking about this in an interview and how it's like, maybe they'll do another one in like 10 years, <laughs> like in that <laughs> stage of their lives. Like there's just going to be this thing. Right. That's just representing who they are throughout their whole life which is an interesting way to view the series like those documentaries the up series or whatever where every seven years they interview the same people oh i haven't seen that but that sounds like this this uh yeah these british documentaries they're they're been going on for decades it was first one is called seven up Oh, okay. Um, really kind of fascinating as an idea. I've only watched a couple of them, but... Okay. But, so better than Maniac yeah, Mansion? Better than the Maniac Mansion TV show, yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay. Is there anything else that we would like to talk about in this? Uh, well, one thing I have to say, I mean, I don't know if it was something that could be, uh, resolved, but he, he left, uh, uh, I'm trying, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, the map maker. Wally? Wally, yeah. Wally, he left Wally to die. <laughs> I mean. Just hanging upside down. Can you rescue Wally? Is, is I thought there you could to rescue him. I thought you could rescue. Oh no, I gotta look this up. <laughs> I thought you could. Oh, then that kind of goes into um, my only other kind of gripe with the game is uh, I, I kind of just blame modern gaming sensitive uh, sensibilities with that is the the amount of puzzles that were there just for achievements. Oh yeah, this was an achievement puzzle. That's why. Okay. Oh, okay, so you thought there's too many like puzzles that weren't like there. There was enough. There was there was a decent amount of puzzles in the game that like it didn't advance it. They they uh, you know like ret- you know bringing the book back and you know that you borrow. Oh, okay. I think was an, was an achievement. There were just things to kind of put in there to get you know to add the the ten points, but you know, it doesn't really impact the story. Like you don't get an additional little taste of story by doing so i mean i guess i mean that's not necessarily a modern invention like you've all the old like sierra games all had points and you didn't you know you, did you score true, all the points true but it, but it really wasn't uh you know the points thing really wasn't like a lucas arts thing though. that's true so that's i think that's why it was kind of um a, a little off-putting to me i, I, I do i do like it and there's like little optional things you can do that don't necessarily change how things go but it's it's just a, a little bit more uh it feels you feel a little bit less railroaded by a linear story in an adventure game hmm. i i didn't find it egregious but then i didn't get very many achievements so i don't mind it because i feel like it does like encourage people to try different things and like poke around and play with things a little bit and not just you know like versus like if the all the achievements were just for like things that you made progress in um although i think it does some weird ones like where it's like try to get like every single like like try to drown yourself and like weird things like, i don't know if it does that but uh unfortunately there was not one for that oh really okay that was one of the first things like when i saw that there was a timer um to you know when the first time you went underwater i stood there oh okay <laughs> And unfortunately, the payoff is not great. Yeah, it, I would agree with that. What's it like? I think I heard that like it just kind of return, or like it says like that didn't happen or whatever. And like, but like if you do it a couple times, I think you actually like fade, like disappear, like in Back to the Future or something. Like it actually like acknowledges it if you like keep trying it. I think yeah, like, like it, it, it flashes back to Boybrush being like, you didn't drown um, for the first couple of times. And like, if you keep doing it, he gets kind of more and more agitated uh, about it. And then like, eventually, yeah, you just, it just shows an empty bench. And it's okay. like, yeah, Guybrush drowned in, in this situation and was never heard from again. And Boybrush never existed. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even realize that that was the case. Yeah. If you keep, like, if you keep uh, doing it, 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 it gets a little dark. 
I didn't find it satisfying oh. to watch it. I found it a little bit wasn't pleasant to me. Oh, but yeah. But you know, people will push against things until uh, yeah. Until they fall I guess over. they. I guess. I mean, I guess the alternative is just repeating that first boy rush thing where just that, that didn't right. happen. Um, yeah, I think it's a better better choice, but yeah, you know, they 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 tried to kind of move you along. I think as for the design of that, you do you spend a lot of time underwater in this game compared to other Monkey Islands. Hmm. I think. I mean, I wrote. I, uh, I mean, you spent you now, did spend I, a lot did of time in a whale and tails um, Monkey Island. <laughs> Did I, either of you have puzzles where like you feel like your your um your solution was better than what they came up with? Because I had one situation where that was kind of the the the, the situation, um, and that was uh, kind of going off of the the blowfish that that you end up getting. Right. Um, you, you you know when you're having the conversation with the guys at the fish market and they're they're laughing about the burping, I'm like oh. I'm going to use that in the puzzle, you know, where you have to get this, you know, this person to laugh and mm. you, you can't do that. It ends up being the, uh, the book instead. Right. I think I knew, I think I, it clicked for me really early that I needed the book and it took me a while to figure out how to get the book for that puzzle. Yeah. I definitely was sad that cause I stole the cook's, uh, portrait of his father or whatever. And then when his the the bar burnt scum bar burned down, I wasn't able to give it back to him for no reason. I thought that was annoying, um, because like he was really distraught. It would have really been nice a nice gesture to be like, "Hey, I saved this." But I guess that would yeah, it's got, it's break got the puzzle. I guess that would break the puzzle of getting your book back. Okay. I, yeah, I couldn't think of anything that could like improve on a puzzle where I don't remember anything. I remember really enjoying the code wheel puzzle. Because hmm. I wasn't expecting a code wheel. And just yeah. to kind of see that referenced, it was uh, it was great. Yeah, that's fun. For the most part, I enjoy I... the puzzles, though. I think they were. Yeah, I I did appreciate the whole sequence with the mop um, and just how absurd it was mm -hmm. um, to have you know this this secret initiation into the the you know the the rich the ritualistic whatever of oh you you got to build your own mop you know it's it's like it's your lightsaber you know it's your best friend um, and just the ridiculous lengths you have to go to um, just because the the cook won't give you his mop. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought that was like an early situation where it's like, okay, this is, you know, doing something just really off the wall and kind of amusing. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of old Lucas Arts in a way too, just because a lot of those games had so many Star Wars references. This is mm -hmm. like the first one that I've seen in a game like this in a little while, I, I guess. Even though Star Wars is this massive thing now, but like just <laughs> seeing like LucasArts people reference Star Wars in a game 
it's kind of funny to see again and also the like the loom reference they actually that they actually went for all that and then i got an achievement yeah. called fan service or something like that like they knew yeah. but yeah <laughs> he really doesn't want to do the spiel again. <laughs> you're just like come on say the line I, yeah usually i'm not a big fan of like stuff like that but i just i needed i needed to hear that again and and they did it well and yeah. I, I think they integrated it well yeah it's like if you if you think this is annoying that they put it in here don't worry you know like we got you covered plus you know you got to remind people that loom exists yes even if they won't release the ega one it's fine oh. it's still out there on the web somewhere yeah you can still find it when when do we get forged though that's my question i know well that's yeah i mean i've seen people like the guy that kind of helped make this game happen the person at lucas i have craig derrick i think is his name uh mm -hmm. who's at lucas film games now and kind of like pushed for this he worked on the remakes of one and two and then lucas arts closed but then Disney brought back Lucasfilm Games and he's like the executive producer there now. I guess my understanding is he helped get this game going. Like people have been like before Twitter's collapse, he was like, I, I saw one or two people pinging him and being like, what about Loom? Because mm -hmm. I mean, because they kind of did remaster. Uh, there's not that many old adventure games to revisit. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did remasters of Full Throttle and Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango, which leaves us with Maniac Mansion. I guess Indiana Jones, that one makes logical sense. And then Zach McCracken. I would take a Zach McCracken remake as well, I would happily well, see what I, that looks like. I just pulled up Brian Moriarty's credits on Moby Games, and they're sad. I'm, I'm oh. very sad about oh. them. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of teaching now. I think that's my understanding. Oh. Um, he like, so he's like, he's, he still talks about game. But yeah, I know, like, the dig was a, such a bad experience for him. I'm just sad that someone made him work on Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Oh, is that what he worked Oh, okay. I didn't know American that he worked girl, the... Julie saves the Eagles. Like, <clears throat> oh, no. I thought, okay. You deserved I, for better. Some, for some reason, I thought, like, he was just like, basically done after the dig like he did one or two things after and then just kind of switched to teaching I, he's been teaching i know he's been teaching for a long time and like yeah he, was, it, he did it a looks like that, that only went on for a few years but okay that's too bad yeah you could do it i mean if we ever do a dig episode there's a whole long that the history of that game is really weird and he, he only worked on like the second version out of three and then mm. he he doesn't really talk about it. That's fair. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but that would be an interesting remaster too. But yeah, I so anyway, <laughs> we're getting off track. Is there? Um, Let's remaster the Manic Mansion show. Yes, yes. Bring back Eugene Levy, or 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 do it with the with his kid. There's the Oh, Daniel, yeah, on from yeah, he's a big Creek. star now. He'll he'll yeah. come back <laughs> to Maniac Mansion, the return. No, That's um, the... return to Maniac Mansion, and this is a TV show, and yes, 
Okay. So is there anything else related <laughs> to Monkey <laughs> Island that we want to talk about? I guess not. <laughs> we can, <laughs> well, stay tuned for our Maniac Mansion month where we'll <laughs> just talk about the show, I guess. Maybe. I'm going to spin off the adventure game TV show club. <laughs> and every month we'll watch a different adventure game TV show. Yeah. Um, How many are... So, yeah, we'll have a week <laughs> weekly show where we just discuss an episode of Maniac Mansion. Um, all right. All right. So... Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and then, uh, like we said before, Colossal Cave Adventures, what we're playing now. Um, if you'd like to join us, we'll put a link to to the club in the Discord. Um, and then after that, we're going to play uh, Blood Nova by Cosmic Void. And that's our January game. Um, yeah. So, Jeremy and Ryan, thank you for joining me. Um, thank thank you, you for having me. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. All right. And uh, bye, everyone. Bye.